Welcome everybody to the Extra Credit Show. I am Anselmo Moreno. And I'm Richard David. And we are back again with another podcast here to help everybody master their credit score and keep you out of jail. That's exactly the episode for today. How to stay out of jail. Good morning, Richard. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Much better than some of these people that we're reading about. Yeah, I'm, you know, the the whole sending people to jail over bad debt, um, it, it doesn't work how people think it works, but I guess technically it does happen, and it's it's pretty egregious. So, uh, you know, that's exactly what the topic today is going to be about. We, we've we um, touched on the subject quite a bit. In fact, it's, it's one of the, the takeaways that we mainly have is you can't go to jail for debt. I mean, that's kind of a blanket statement that is made. A lot of debt collectors will use the will use that to try to intimidate people into paying, but it's it's pretty much a a foregone conclusion that a debt collector um, cannot threaten you with jail time for not paying your debt. I mean, it's actually um, illegal for them to threaten you to do that, but but it happens, and we've talked about that, and we've talked about the mechanics of how you end up in jail for not paying your debt, um, which you know technically is possible, but in real practice it it actually does not happen, or I don't even want to say that because yeah. that's the whole point of the show, but it very rarely happens. But we we came across this um, report by the ACLU, um, and they've been doing some work, and it's pretty serious in some parts of the country how consumers end up in jail, and they call it the modern-day debtor's prison for not paying debts. Now, the one thing I want to I wanna clarify for you guys is consumer debts. Um, you can't go to jail for consumer debts you can always get arrested for tax evasion. So so technically there is one way for you to get arrested for not paying your debt. Short of that though, you cannot go to jail simply for not paying your debt. Um, and to get back on topic, um, yes, uh, th- some of these stories that I've been reading and some of those reports have, uh, that I've been reading, um, they're, they're just simply terrible because, you know, ultimately I guess it's because of the debt that people are getting arrested, but it's not because they failed to pay the debt. Um, it, it's for other things, and, and we're going to go over that in the, today's episode to to explain to you guys, you know, what what's going on, so you can uh, protect yourself and avoid this happening to you. And so, I mean, just a quick rundown on how on how it actually happened. So, step number one is someone falls behind on a bill, and that mm-hmm. outstanding payment gets sent to a debt collector. Then mm-hmm. that debt collector takes the debtor to either small claims court or sometimes if it's a big enough debt, it's a full-blown big boy court, right? Where Unlimited the lawyer, civil. Exactly. And so most debtors don't defend themselves. So they either choose not to defend themselves or they don't because they never learn about the lawsuit. In all fairness, that's that's generally the case. Most people do not even get served properly. It's a high percentage of people that don't even know that they're being sued. And it's crazy because if you if they can't find you, right, we call it gutter service. If they can't find you, either because you're not where they think you are um, or maybe you're in jail and they can't find you, right? They just can't find you. They can do a service by publication, which is a bullshit way to serve somebody. And you have to have you have to ask the court for permission, um, and and the court will have to agree to it. But they normally do. And all it is is they publish the fact that you're getting sued. So they have to publish it, and they can publish it in some no name, no rating little magazine or publication in your area. And they have to publish it for a certain amount of time. It's generally done in the newspapers, though, right? But it could be any newspaper. Like, yeah. for example, here in town, it could be like in the classifieds or something, right? It doesn't have to be in the main newspaper of the of the area. 
um, and they have to publish it for like 30 days. And then it, basically the publishing is we're looking for so-and-so and we're suing them. And after 30 days of that being published, then you're considered served. So, that, I mean, that's bullshit, but it, it's just, it works. And a lot of them will do that. If, so you can't evade your service. Say that one more time. It's bullshit? It's bullshit, guys. Anyways. <laughs> so, anywho, back to, so you fall behind a bill. Then the debt collector sends you to small claims court or big boys court. You don't defend yourself, either by choice because you don't know of the lawsuit. Then the court normally rules in favor of the debt collector, right? Um they get a default judgment. And a default judgment just means you didn't show up to defend yourself. So that's all that that means. You They win automatically, right? So then um, the, the debt collector has a judgment against you. And then they can ask the judge to hold a hearing, which we call an order of examination. And the debtor must show up to answer these questions and demonstrate your ability or inability to pay. But again you probably don't get notified properly. You do have to be served again with this order yes. of examination. Yes, and if you don't get notified properly and you don't show up, what happens is there's a bench warrant issued out for your arrest. And now so, the warrant is not for the debt. Exactly. Technically the warrant is for not showing up to court. Exactly, and so when you go get a speeding ticket or you know you get some sort of, uh, you get in trouble with the, with the law in some way, shape or form, they will see this bench warrant and they will arrest you for it. I mean, this can happen in like a uh, at any point in time, right? You could be targeted in a warrant sweep, which happens a lot in the you know more impoverished areas of the country, or like you said, you get st stopped for a traffic violation, um, or you just end up, I don't know, talking to the cops for a crime that you witnessed, whatever. It just any run in with the law where they end up running your name and they find out that you have this warrant for your arrest will land you in jail, um, and you're never charged criminally. It's just yeah. a warrant um, for a civil case, but you still lose your liberty. And that's a really big, interesting, uh, unfortunate situation that people find themselves in. And it could be for all kinds of debts, um, you know, whether it's private debt. Um, I mean, it could be for anything because technically it's not about the debt. It's the trigger of you not showing up for your order of examination that will that will trigger this. Um, and it's a, and this is on top of their ability already to garnish your wages mm -hmm. and levy your bank account or so, put liens on property. So it's it's definitely um, they're calling it the modern day debtors prisons, um, and we 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 were just kind of shocked. I mean, we are in California, mm -hmm. and we we've known about this because we were able to do this when we were debt collectors, right? Mm -hmm. So this was a thing that we as debt collectors um, we had in place. And we couldn't do it to every single debt, no. but there was a procedure and protocol in place as to when this could be done. Um, but we learned actually uh, that this is a, a thing that is done in 44 states. Um, that was news to me. I actually thought it was a viable thing in all states, but six states have taken the initiative to ban this practice where they don't allow judges to issue uh, warrants for debtors on civil cases. And you, you would... Uh... You would assume it would be in more states. I mean, debtor's prison was abolished nearly 200 years ago. You know, it's something that it's something that shouldn't even exist anymore. And I know that technically arresting you for failing to show is not arresting you for debt. But I mean, it's all relative. It really should not be allowed. Yeah, I mean, when when especially because it is a. a 
it is understood that you're not supposed to be going to jail for unpaid debt. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so rare, but I mean, it, it definitely happens. Oh, it's, um, it's in the law. Uh, the FDCPA, unfair practices, they cannot threaten you to to go to jail over a debt. It's But, it, but I mean, it is probably a lot easier to collect from somebody when they're in jail. You know what I mean? Like... Like, for example, like, they know it's serious. There's a bench warrant for your arrest. You better pay this bill. Um, and this, just the fact that it, this is even a thing, that if people start to believe that this is even a remote possibility, then these mere threats have some merit, and then you can intimidate people even more into it. But the cause of making them go to jail is what causes problems and actually makes it harder for people to pay. Um, I pulled up some stories uh, down in Biloxi, Mississippi, Uh, You know, uh, basically a bunch of people are complaining about that city, Biloxi, Mississippi, and how they're treating their consumers. It's a little town, maybe 45,000 people, but, you know, 45,000 people being the third largest city in the state, you know, I guess it's pretty big for them. And uh, there's tons and tons of people they're talking about how they're being arrested over not paying debts. One of them here, I'd like to read this to you guys, maybe summarize, but I'd like to I'd like to point out the, the details of how, you know, arresting people for debt is just perpetuating the problem. It's just, uh, you know, making it even worse. Uh, for example, this this lady, um, you know, and this is a published story. So, uh, Kamotria Kennedy, um, she was a passenger uh, with, uh, on uh, riding with her friend, you know, sometime in July, and a cop pulls him over. You know, they ran the names and for warrants, and they they ended up arresting her. Uh, and basically, when they arrested her, they told her she had to pay $1,000 in cash, $1,000 in cash uh, to get out, uh, that it was because she owed tra- traffic fines and fees that she had not paid in the past. Um, they didn't tell her that, uh, she, that she had the right to a lawyer. They didn't tell her that, you know, she was going to be going to court. In fact, they didn't even bring her to court. Uh, they didn't tell her anything. So, A, she didn't have the money to pay them. And B, because she was in there for days without any any communication, uh, access to a phone or being brought to court, uh, she ended up losing her job. So because she ended up losing her job, now she doesn't have the ability to pay because now she doesn't have any money to pay. She, you know, and, and it gets worse because all the anguish and stress that comes from being arrested for not paying your debt and now not having the ability to pay future debt, you know, just is putting her in a really tough situation it's a circle it's a circle it's a vicious circle and it it really targets like the poor exactly it targets america's most vulnerable consumers so so not you know arresting you for not paying your debt isn't really the way to go i mean and it costs them money to keep you there and it's it's to try to fuel you know you know, I, th- I think that the, the problem comes in is that these private debt collectors are using public resources to collect money. Exactly. And, and that's, the, I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, obviously it costs money to put somebody in jail and it Definitely. costs money to operate the court and all this is taxpayer funded. And it's all because private debt collectors are using the system um, to their advantage. I mean, really, that's the nature of this whole problem that we're having um, and it's 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 much bigger than we we really gave it merit. I think in, in previous shows that I mean uh, some of these statistics are very interesting. Uh, I mean we kind of know that most judgments are default judgments, mm-hmm. right? But uh, this study 
revealed that two less than two percent of debtors are represented by a lawyer in collection cases. Wow. Which which is I mean, obviously those two percent or less than the two percent are gonna be people with the resources to have a lawyer, right? So just people with money. And this here is really upsetting. I mean, this is the United States of America. For this to be going on here, it just seems you and know. you don't get a public defender in no. these cases. No, you know you what don't. I mean? This is a civil case. Exactly. So, so you don't get a public defender. So you're just kind of left to, to, to hang yourself, really. I mean, and that's why people just don't show up. Even if you do get served properly, you're not going to show up. Either you can't miss work, so you just don't show up, or you don't see the point in showing up since you, you may be like, ah, I do owe that debt, so there's no point in me showing up. Because if you do show up, you really don't know how to defend yourself. Um, I mean, it's, so, like, it's like showing up somewhere just to get reamed. Who yeah. wants to do that? So um, it, it is it is very, very concerning um, just how widespread this issue is. I mean, I read this story um, it is very troubling. Uh, this this young lady, uh, she was arrested while caring for her terminally ill mother. A debt company had bought a six year old rental debt that her landlord had sent over to collections, which means that she never really questioned it. Right. She never did the extra credit task of asking for debt validation. She never really held them accountable to validate the debt. It was just the landlord sending her to collections. Nobody ever questioned the debt. Judgment was entered. And then she, she, was, she was literally arrested at the house. She was jailed overnight and her mother died two days later. I mean, how troubling is that, that that can actually happen? I mean, you go back into thinking about what, they're, they're probably still not gonna get paid the money. Right. She's she probably is still a destitute enough consumer that she's probably not going to pay the money. So it's just about kind of like terrorizing her and harassing her um, to the point where it's like she might commit more crimes to get the money to get this off of her debt. I mean, it's really troubling. Um, it's a it's like a system that that's breeding more trouble. What kind of mental anguish is this providing for a per, uh, a consumer or a person, you know? I have to pay this bill or if I'm or I'm going to get arrested. And if I get arrested, I'm going to have more bills, more fines that I got to pay. You know, it just perpetuates itself. It, it's it's really a terrible system. And it, I can't believe it exists here. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not a I'm not an attorney. I'm not an officer of the law or even a politician. But shame on you for for doing this to people. This is just blatant, willful disregard over someone you know, and, and their well-being. You know, I just don't, I just think that the way that the system is set up, the debt collectors are just exploiting it. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's just the way, it's interesting. I mean, it's a big enough problem that the ACLU is suing some of these states and some of these cities that have some of these egregious practices. It, explain to them who the ACLU is. Well, the ACLU, if you guys don't know what it is, is the American Civil Liberties Union. Yep. And, and you hear about them a lot trying to represent like underrepresented consumers, um, just people that basically can't fend for themselves. And I mean, it's just the civil liberties union basically is is really what can summarize them. And, and they're very polarizing. Like a lot of people, maybe you guys listen, some of you guys listening to the show disagree with a, a lot of their like causes and a lot of the things that they advocate for because they, they're definitely far left in the political spectrum, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of people can disagree with them. But politics aside, we're not talking we're not discussing the ACLU's political agenda i mean we're simply talking about jailing the jailing the people for not paying their debt yeah. particularly targeting those that 
are unable to defend themselves, which is really, I mean, you don't have to be poor to be unable to defend yourself. You mm -hmm. could, you know, it's just, you don't know what you don't know. And if you don't realize that this could potentially be a problem, you're in trouble. And a lot of the times that, a lot of the consumers that we've talked to that end up listening to the show or end up reaching out to us for help, they don't realize they need this help until something happens that gets them to think about, I need to learn about this, right? So maybe you don't master your credit score until you hit rock bottom on the credit score world and decide that you need to turn that around. And then you realize, holy moly, everything I've known about credit is wrong or I don't know anything about credit. Let me find a resource to to potentially educate myself correctly. But these people are hit with jail time before they even know what's coming. And, and it's not, this is not just an isolated case here and there. No, it's happening uh, quite a bit. Um, according to that same ACLU report, um, in 2016, Massachusetts, four courts issued 1,325 arrest warrants for debtors just in 2016, that's a significant amount of people going to jail over not paying fines. Yeah, that's 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 pretty serious, man. And I think that I mean we're again we're in California, and the the main problems are happening in the South, right? Mm -hmm. So not South California, but the South of the United States. So we really, it is. I mean, we see a thousand consumers a year, and I've seen a someone get a bench warrant for their arrest maybe three times in the last five years. It is a really rare occurrence in California. And the reason why I believe it's a rare occurrence in California is because debt collectors are very discerning, at least the legitimate ones, are very discerning with who they want to do this for or who they go after for. For example, um, just in our share, share Richard with them, like when we were at the debt collection agency, what were the requirements for, for you to be able to sue somebody? So you had to give you had to ask for the ability to pay um, if they promised to pay and they didn't pay for about three months. Um, that was one of the requirements. The other requirement is that it had to be about a thousand dollars or more. Um, you didn't want to just sue someone for 200 bucks, 300 bucks. It doesn't make any sense. The court fees alone are going to be more than that, you know, and, and uh, essentially you want to target people who who just are blatantly not wanting to pay. They have the ability to pay. You check the credit report, you know, they have credit cards and they just simply don't want to pay you. And they're telling you they're going to pay you and they never do. And, you know, it's a significant amount of debt. That's who you sue. So the debt collector has to be discerning and using their resources because it costs money to sue, right? Oh, yeah. um, I remember at the agency, we had an attorney on, on staff, but I mean, they still got to pay the attorney. They still got to pay the court fees. They mm -hmm. pay, they front all those fees before recouping any money. Mm -hmm. So it's very cash intensive. Um, it's an investment, right? And they got to make sure that their investment has the potential to, re to pay back and some down the line. So they're not going to sue just everybody. Right. So there's that. So not first of all, not everybody gets sued. Um, second of all, even if you do sue, then there's an additional procedure and measures to determine if you're actually going to request a debtor's examination. Mm -hmm. um, and, and again, it's a and, and at the agency where we worked at, it was a very small percentage of people who actually like two percent or less where we would get a debtor's examination on them. Yeah. And again, that's that's what would cause them to get a bench warrant for their arrest is when they didn't show up for this. So it definitely happened very, very rarely here in California. So we were kind of 
using that experience to say, look, guys, it just it's very rare for someone to go to jail. It's technically possible, um, but it's a, there's a systematic exploitation of this concept of sending someone to jail in some of these states um, and it's pretty troubling so we wanted to make that make you guys aware you know this is pretty technical stuff um but understanding it is you know i think it's the big the, the whole point of this understanding it being made aware it's just the whole point of the show the more that you know the better off that you are being able to navigate these things um you know and and it's not to scare you guys, but it's to make you aware of what this is happening. Because maybe, maybe you got your house, your financial house in order now. Um, but you know, those around you in your circle of influence can benefit from some of this information. Because once you, once you, once you realize that everybody, you know, it's like seventy-seven million consumers were sent to collections. That's one in three Americans has a debt that's been over, turned over to a private collection agency. So chances are, you know, somebody that has an account in, in collections that could potentially benefit from this or could potentially be threatened with jail time. And now that you know about this, you can be a little more like, you can realize how credible the threat is, basically, right? If they're threatening you on a to go to jail over a $200 account, you probably know that's not a very credible threat. Um, but I mean, obviously, that's a very serious thing. You, you don't want to be caught you don't want to be caught in the jail system for an account. And you definitely want to let your family members know, especially if they live in the southern states. Yeah. So what a what an interesting report, man. I'm glad that it's it's um, getting attention and that the ACLU is trying to do something to, to undo it. Before the show, we were kind of talking about, so what would happen? Like, what would happen if all 50 states abolished the bench warrant for a letter's examination? Like, what would that change? I mean, we were really thinking about it, and it's, I mean, obviously, not much, right? I mean, people would not go to jail, so that would be a good thing. But in the in the collection scheme and in the credit game, not a whole lot, because it, it happens so rare here. Um, I mean, the, the main reason why they sue is to get a judgment, mm -hmm. which would then either allow them to garnish wages or levy a bank account. So those are two things that they can do. But really, the lawsuit and the judgment extends the collectability of the debt for 10 years. And in California, you can renew that judgment indefinitely. So they theoretically could keep coming after you till the day you die. So uh, the only way to un undo the judgment is to file bankruptcy or to pay it. Um, and so, or, or you can file for a motion to vacate the judgment if you find faulty service. Mm -hmm. But but really, it would not change much. I think that debt collectors would still use the court systems to secure judgments on debts that they feel have a collectible you know, are highly collectible. Um, but if we've, I've also dealt with debt collectors where we just tell them, hey, this consumer is indigent, they're on a fixed income, you're never gonna get a dollar out of them and the debt collector falls back. They, they literally don't do much. I mean, they're not gonna cancel the debt, but they seize collection efforts because they understand that devoting their resources to collecting this debt may be a waste of their time and money so that, you know, they go after the people who they feel they can collect from. So if you are on a fixed income or if you are uh, disabled for whatever reason, if you just communicate that to the debt collector, chances are they will back off. Now, to uh, flip this over to the other side, you know, we, we are explaining to you um, how you can go to jail, how you can't go to jail, and how most debts you should not be able to go to jail for. I do want to inform you of debt that you can get into serious trouble for. Uh, out of all the debts, the most uh, 
Well, the only one that's an actual crime is bouncing checks. Guys, you do not want to bounce checks. That is something that the DA could criminally prosecute you for. Um, they generally don't, but they can. Um, and what, what can be done in those cases is you can get treble damages uh, filed against you. And, and generally what that means is that they can take up to triple the amount of the check, up to, I believe, $1,000. I think it's it. more. Well, I think, it used to be. I think it's... I think there's a minimum and a maximum. Let me look it up. Yes. Because, I mean, this was back in the day. Checks are very rare nowadays, but mm -hmm. let's find out. And Check that may, it out. That may be only a California <laughs> deal, too. No, treble damages can uh, are in other states. I remember seeing it, but... So, treble damages is United States law that indicates go. the statute permits a court to triple the amount of the triple actual the uh -huh. damages to the awarded prevailing plaintiff. Treble damages are a multiple of and not in addition to actual damages in some instances. So basically... Um, they can triple the amount that you owe. Yeah, so if you bounce a $200 check, I can get a judgment for 600 bucks. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that and we used to do that all the time. There, um, there is was, a maximum, it was really though. It was really nasty. Uh, and again, you know, this is the one type of debt that you can get in trouble with the law for, um, you know, because it is uh, technically a crime. Uh, but that's been around since forever, since... You know, checks existed practically. So, um, so other than that, you know, don't worry yourself too much about it. As long as you understand how the system works, you can protect yourself. Knowledge is power, that's mm -hmm. for sure. Um, and again, the the it used to be a big deal because you used to be able to turn over a bad check to the DA's office, and then mm -hmm. the DA's office would then uh, send a letter for collections. And now you have again uh, public resources using trying to collect private debt. Um, so that used to be a big deal as well. But again, checks are becoming so few and far between that it's a, a very small problem. We actually have not encountered it that much anymore. Um, Still happens though. Yeah, but it's a it's a big deal, guys. Um, I, I found it very interesting. I, I hope that you guys found our uh, discussion about this and are, are bringing in the context of when we used to be debt collectors and uh, really how few how far and few it used to happen when we did it, but we're in California and the, the major problem is in some of the Southern states, but it's, you can go to jail in 44 out of the yeah. 50 states. So it's a big problem wherever you are understanding how this works. Um, but here's the big takeaway. A legitimate debt collector will not threaten you with jail time because that is blatantly illegal. Mm -hmm. So the, the, a debt collector will not actually be able to say, pay this debt or go to jail, right? But anything involving the court system, so if you end up getting served, you do want to pay attention to it, right? If you owe a debt and it's within the statute of limitations of your state, you do want to pay attention to it, right? And if, if, if you are in serious trouble like this where you can't pay your bills, consider seeking professional assistance and even consider filing for bankruptcy. You know, we, we still are going to do a bankruptcy show down the line where we're going to break down the bankruptcy option um, but, it, you know, I'm just kind of giving you a preview, consider the bankruptcy. It, it will be a protection against some of this stuff and bankruptcies will work to get rid of judgment. So mm -hmm. consider that, guys. There, uh, there is a report. Uh, uh, there's a story in the ACLU report how uh, an individual actually ended up getting arrested after he filed bankruptcy. Um, let's see if I can find it. I, I, I think this is, you know, it, it's a more of just... Interesting to, to share with you guys. Um, if I can find it real quick. So he I'll got share. jailed. You're saying that he got jailed for a debt that was discharged in a bankruptcy? 
uh, he had filed for bankruptcy protection. But once you file bankruptcy protection, there's an automatic stay on all the debts. So you can't come after the consumer for the debt until the bankruptcy either gets dismissed or discharged. And they still arrested him. Uh, it's in this report. Um, I'm just going to quickly look. And if I find it, great. If not, you know, it, we'll have to we'll have to share it at another time. But um, check out the report, guys. Just Google um, ACLU debtors prison and it'll come right up. I see it. Go ahead. OK, so. This individual was jailed for an insurance debt. And, uh, you know, what a name, uh, Julius Zimmerman. <laughs> but uh, essentially what it was saying is that in 2011, uh, he was jailed for six days in Dakota County, Minnesota, uh, on a civil warrant obtained by a debt collector. Uh, essentially, um, he owed, uh, it doesn't say how much he owed, but the, the point is he had filed for bankruptcy protection. Um, he got jailed over the weekend, didn't have access to a phone, couldn't call his attorney, couldn't call anybody. He was telling uh, all the, the the sheriffs and the, you know, the bail, uh, uh, the deputies that he had filed for bankruptcy protection, and they still didn't care. They, they still kept them locked up. Finally, uh, after so many days, when, when they released him, he actually even attempted to sue uh, sue the sheriff's department and his deputies and the banks the, the the courts actually told them we don't have jurisdiction on this to rule on whether they did something illegal or if they should get uh you know sued because i don't have jurisdiction on this type of matter how ridiculous is that right so where did that end uh so it said zimmerman sued the sheriff and 10 jail deputies alleging they had violated the automatic state triggered by the bankruptcy filing but the court ruled it lacked jurisdiction to consider his claim and there it, so, en it ended right there it ended right there that's so so this is getting from the report it sounds like it's getting serious if, if they're willing to just arrest you for something like that not give you access to a phone for several days and then you go to court you know, for for justice or retribution or whatever you may call it, and the the court's like, eh, too bad, so sad. We we don't want to deal with it. That's that's pretty bad. Yeah, that whole bankruptcy deal. I mean, that that is. I think we're missing some details there because uh, the bankruptcy should have worked. Obviously, it didn't, and that's just highlights more of the problem here. Um, I can't believe he was there for days. He was there for days. That's just crazy. Well, because he was there over the weekend and they weren't giving him access to a phone so he could even call someone to possibly bail him out. So they just left him there. And if you don't have money to pay your debt, you probably don't have money for bail either. Mm -hmm. It's Again, it just perpetuates the problem. So, uh, But, you know, being aware is, is, is the first step um, and the ACLU is getting pretty serious. I mean, they're literally suing counties and, and states into trying to get them to change their practices. Um, I think it's a good thing. Uh, but until it all becomes the norm, we, we must be aware. By the way, guys, uh, you know, I'm just going to make this brief. This man was arrested while he was babysitting at his girlfriend's house. So they literally went, they to, went his to his house to wow. pick him up. Wow. Yeah. So minding his own business. Crazy. Yeah. Guys, that's it for this week's show. Uh, hopefully you guys learned something. We, we wanted to share this stuff with you. We think it's very important for you to understand the details and the context of everything. Um, I am Anselmo Moreno. I'm Richard David. We'll see you guys next time.